you set a course for your life? Do you do that every day? Knowing what you want is intention. Knowing how to get there is a study in conscious action. This is a show about living consciously. It is about our choices, our hopes, our dreams, our work, our loves, our vision, and the practice of healing and becoming. Welcome to Cruising in the Light and Shadow. Hello, I am Sheila Marie, also known as Kicha. And my name is Inanna Moon. Welcome, everybody. Hello and welcome. Um, we'll start on an upbeat note. And actually, <laughs> <laughs> we're laughing because the topic today, uh, let's just get right into it. The topic today is death. Um, but all the aspects of it, death to new life, transitions, transformations, the crossroads, coming into being, our letting myths, go. What? Our myths. Our, our cultural oh, myths. Our and, and, and everything around it. So our stories, our, our movies. Myths, <laughs> yes. Um, um, how we handle death. Um, because partially, I'm, I'm actually, I'm going to have to ask Sheila Marie why, but we are coming up on the second harvest, the second of three harvests. We had the first one at Lamas. So that's like the fields starting to go fallow because we are reaping the benefits of all we've planted and watched grow through the year. And now we're harvesting, and after the harvest is the dead time. So with each harvest, there's some death that goes on. So we're celebrating the harvest, and we also celebrate death. Yeah. Death is a celebration. My, um, which I, I tell my friend, I mention her a lot, Dina Drotar. Mm-hmm. Um, she is one of the, f- she's the only person who, um, when we went to a funeral, she wore white. And I was like, you're wearing white. And she said, yes, we're here to celebrate yeah. their life. In India, they wear white for funerals. Wow. Yeah. And uh, my, friend, my, my friend Annie, she's Mormon, and she went to a funeral, and she was asking me, what, what should I wear? And I said, aren't you supposed to wear black? Because she was wearing, like, red. Ooh. And I said, what? And she's like, well, no, the Mormons believe that you celebrate, so you wear color. And I'm like, yeah. oh, okay. Yeah. And all I could think of was, like, um, people be like i i was like oh my goodness you're gonna wear you know color not white or black and, and i was thinking well that's uh, i don't like that stereotype i think well, it's time to change it well and death is the the bringing together of all color so it, you're wearing color anyway yeah. <laughs> when, when you wear black so that's right i usually wear something with flowers on mm-hmm. it print flower print it always it started out just by accident, and now it's like, okay, if I have to go <laughs> to a funeral, um, isn't that funny? I, and I'm, I'm good, I'm fine with death, and still there's something we dread about it. Most people won't talk about it. How many family members or families um, refuse to prepare for the eventuality of death? They wait until someone's passed on, and now they have to get all their paperwork together and figure out who gets what and so because no one wanted to talk about it see and that's different my mom my mom was on it 
I mean, I remember since age five, we would My go and pay too. off, you know, every month, pay oh it yeah. off. So when yeah. she finally passed, it was like she she what she intended. It was like, OK, she's gone. Let's let's uh, let's do this and this and everything's ready to go. Dad had to preside over so many um, funerals for family members that my father prepared for everything, including writing his own obituary. He just kept, because, you know, right in the middle of grieving, it is so hard to sit there and face. It's like, how do I remember? Some would say it's a good time to remember everything about a loved one, but it's such a stressful time. So he was like, here, here's here's my life history. You've got it. Uh, (laughs) Use it as you will. But... He had, yeah, he had the whole funeral done, paid for. Oh, um, see. My mother's, my mother passed before my father, so um, there was a lot of gratitude for having taken care of so much. And I think there is a, it's your funeral. I, I literally, it's your funeral. <laughs> it's so, your funeral. Yes. So, I, why, why shouldn't we plan our own funeral? Like, uh, you know, there's, yeah. I want, I want entrance music. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, and yeah, you know, I I remembered I remembered uh, my mother's favorite hymns, but partially because she was a minister's daughter, we went to church. Um, I knew what she loved, but a lot of people were like, "I don't know what I'd play at a at a at a funeral for this person or that person." And I really like memorial services. Yeah, that has more of the celebration to it. Um, and laughing for me personally laughing yeah. remembering the funny oh stories gosh. that's that's the fun that's the healing because yeah the yeah, yeah. and I, I always have that discussion with my dad because he's like oh they're in a better place yes they are but i miss them so yeah, it's for I me yeah yeah exactly yeah i always try to take that philosophical perspective of you have um my my it's when I think of my mother passing, which I didn't know how I was going to handle it. But <sighs> what came was I had her all of my upbringing or whatever years you have someone you love dearly. And so you'll always have the memories, the knowledge that you that, you know, your lives at some point were going to part anyway. So go back and be with them and also, <laughs> I'm a medium, so <laughs> that, took, that. that took, mm. yeah, and it took time to work through the thoughts around that. It's, it's interesting. There's, yeah. the, there's the, the, the grieving, but as a medium, it's very much that they're present. My goodness, they do give proof that they're still with you. They remember, they tell you, you know, those who've passed over are telling you so much about themselves. And memories that you should personally remember um they they know what's going on with you now um they are letting go of the past there's not pain for them anymore Mm. i mean in the in the present you can see the beauty of death and passing on but of course, it will always come back to, and especially shortly, if it's just after someone's passing, you miss them. How are you going to carry on without them? Um, how how are they? Um, 
do they do they did they know how much you loved them are there regrets you're carrying that often regret regret guilt often goes along with the sorrow and um paul just brought up a, a good point um which is this is we we just lost aretha franklin oh yes and there it's, we go we uh, all we all feel it it's we do yeah. we do but we have her music don't we see and that's i was gonna say that's and how you get through it talk about celebration <laughs> yes oh my goodness and then um on the side note of that aretha franklin did not leave a will apparently so that's getting your stuff together can you yeah of all people she had an interesting relationship with money i found out <laughs> it's really interesting so okay so yeah yeah, my, mm. I was speaking of wills and getting ready and all, and my culture, at least mm -hmm. with my mom, like mm -hmm. I said, she was prepared. And um, I think, I don't know if it's my Nicaraguan culture or just my mom, but I've always, there's always been death talk. Like, oh, yeah. Like, yeah, it, I, like I was saying, my, my fairy tales, you know, and then they died. <laughs> and then they burned up and then you know yeah and so those are my fairy tales which is probably also why i'm very i was very anxious as a child it would happen at family dinners or gatherings there'd be it's at some point there would be a discussion about death who died and what they wore and then the gossip oh my goodness the gossip <laughs> around around them whoever it might be and then we'd all kind of look up and go, okay, let's go to another topic, <laughs> shall we? <laughs> Is that when, like, something moves across the, <laughs> the table and, like, oh, okay, I guess we're done talking. <laughs> I, was, I still carry this around, and I may have mentioned this in a previous episode, but there was a, a belief in, and I don't, I really honestly don't know what the culture was that my, my mother's father, who was the minister, but there was um, a concern that if a picture falls off a wall, it meant you were going to die. Oh, wow. And so seven kids, granddaddy, grandma sitting there, you know, they're all sitting in the living room, just kind of quiet. And granddaddy's picture falls off the wall. And it's like, oh, oh. <laughs> I guess grandma just really <laughs> lost it. It's like, oh, my God. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> Prayers and so forth. Um, but but then he lived another he lived he lived to be 92, 94, something like that. So it's like, see, my no. peoples live long like that, too. Yeah. 101. Yeah, exactly. Like if somebody goes at 70, it's like, oh, they were so young. Yes. <laughs> yes. Right. There's, that's what I always thought. Yeah. I was like, how can like, yeah. I'm so sad for them. Yeah. You have to live to at least 101. And one to be <laughs> 90 at yeah. least. Certainly. And then there was a something that I haven't encountered too much, but it seems to be coming up um, about 20 years ago when my, my grandma, my my mom's mom, mm -hmm. not the foster moms, mm -hmm. which that's a whole other story. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. When she passed away, my uncle, who ironically passed like two weeks after this, um, he was taking pictures of her at, at the funeral. Mm -hmm. And it was like odd. It was just like, <laughs> yeah, like some people were offended. And and then now, I mean, I think now the culture it's now so is you ancient. take pictures. Yeah. I didn't it's I, ancient. See, yeah. I hadn't even, I didn't yeah. know about the, what is it, the death portraits? Sure, yeah. I did not know about them we back had, then. We had one. 
in my family. And that was a horror story for me as a kid. Um, among and fascinating com- at the same time. Among those conversations. No, it no? wasn't fascinating no? to me. It, I, was, uh, I was, what, eight, ten years old when I first heard about it. And my be- so this, there was a portrait of an uncle lying in his casket. And they said it's up in the attic. The attic door was off my bedroom. Oh, so there, at that wow. time... If I picked up, very impressionable, if I picked up on a story that got to me, yeah, I'm laying there at night going, ooh. I saw a portrait coming down the stairs. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I don't want to know about this. And then years and years later, um, when the old house was being cleaned up, Dad, I said, where is that portrait? It's, it's time. I'm a grown-up. I can see it. And he said, oh, I got rid of that a long time ago. And I'm like, oh. Uh, okay. <laughs> well, now I was ready. Uh, yeah, right. Now I was. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm fine. I'm good with that. <laughs> I think I I'm I am a person who thinks I'd rather see them in a living state of being. I think remembering someone alive is is yeah pre- preferable for me. <laughs> yeah, and um, I've. Uh, yeah, in recent years, there's been quite a few funerals I've gone to, but mm-hmm. um, it's yeah. When you, it's I, I, even as a child, my mom would say when we went to my first funeral to see my uncle, she said um, it's good because it gives you closure. You're you, you know you you see you see the person you accept it, mm-hmm. but it's so they look so dramatically different. Sure. So like I, you can see that the life force is not there. Oh, completely. No yeah, there. I had gone to a, a co-worker's funeral. She was murdered, mm. and just she she always looks. So, I mean, obviously, she was always so gregarious and happy, and it, she wore a lot of makeup, and it, it looked great on her. And then, but you know, when we went to the funeral, it was just like it just doesn't doesn't look great it's the same makeup she wore all the time and it was like oh yeah i always notice hands and hands don't look the you know they're just the life isn't there it's just the vessel at that point yeah Yeah. so it's yeah that's that part isn't easy and also when we talk about um we were having a discussion about grieving and mourning yeah um that grieving is considered, you can use the terms interchangeably, but the the grief, the raw grief is from the point that someone has passed on and you're just dealing with the emotions and the fact, it's like playing over and over, they're not here, they're not here. That's part denial too, I mean, like, I can't, sure. I can't, All I can't the, just yeah. pick up the phone and call them. Mm-hmm. Kubler-Ross's work on on death the five stages of oh death. yes yes so, yes yeah yeah which i always get and confused but do. yeah you do you they they don't they can happen in the order that was written the vergonies is like that's not the order it needs to happen oh denial is number two i think um, it ends with acceptance but denial is a big one and a lot of people don't don't know that they're holding on to denial over anything else for quite some time and even when you you can you can be in denial and say oh yes i know they're gone but there's something in you going but 
really, they're still here and they're with me. So the five stages are denial, anger. Denial is the first one. Oh, that's interesting. Stage one okay. is denial. Stage two is anger. Stage three is bargaining. Oh, I've seen anger first mm. in people plenty of time. Oh, yeah. They don't have to be in order. You, it's uh, yeah. as you feel them. Yeah. And yeah. then stage four is depression. And then stage yeah. five is hopefully acceptance. But yeah, I've seen, well, I've seen bargaining in, as one of the first. Just in the past week, actually, I've had a couple of clients come in, um, and one in particular, I was seeing depression together with the anger. Um, what a roller coaster. And yeah, 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 but that's how she was, the way I see it, the way I look at it is that's how people are working it out. Yeah. Whether, whether you say there are five stages or ten stages, um, whatever stage is accurate for you there's you know and also people say you know if you're not over it in about a year's oh time God. then there's something really wrong um i would say if it's if it's uh, affected your life um so completely that you are paralyzed or you can't work or you're just always curled in a ball um over it and, and uh, again Everybody's it could be different. two years. It could yeah. be, yeah, it could be longer. But perhaps by then you're in a grief counseling or a grief group or something so that you can continue forward with your life. But, um, yeah, it can last. It can last however long it needs to. We have to have permission to have our feelings. Yeah, I mean, it seems like that's what we have to do nowadays. Like, can I mean, from yourself, but mostly other people are like, "Yeah, hurry up, come on, you should, you should be over this. You should be over this." Yes, I like how um, work work will give you three to five days depending yeah. on where you work. I'm like, "Yep, that's that was good. I am ready yeah. to go now." And I'm again, like, no. as the Virgo, my mind goes, "Okay, three to five days, I should be all good." <laughs> Just like when I was breastfeeding, it's like uh, in two weeks wow. she'll be. Yeah. Okay. Oh, and they're like in two in weeks two she should be all, you know, know how to breastfeed and she'll be she'll be going to sleep. And so two weeks came and I'm like, um, it's two weeks. Right. It's, <laughs> it's like, two sweetie, weeks. we have a schedule <laughs> oh, yes. right here. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and that's no. when I was like, oh, oh. <laughs> life. There is no <laughs> schedule. <laughs> life, yes. <sir. laughs> But see, I think they, I, my, again, personally, I feel they fared better in cult and, and due to this day in cultures where there are rituals, sacred rites and rituals around passing. And some of those go on for months, you know, <laughs> there's no just, well, today they're gone. Here's a funeral and off we go. There are days and weeks and months of, I think that's good. of preparing and, you know, dealing with the past, someone's passing. And when we talk about the seasons and we talk about um, the harvest and a year that is dying, the, the year that you've lived in, the year that yeah. you've experienced everything in, and now the year is passing... Um, all of those rituals about the harvest and the moon phases and um, letting go. And also we have Day of the Dead rituals where you personally honor passing of loved ones. Um, but, uh, but also within yourself, we are not devoid of emotion. And 
I, I mean, I recognize that we live in a time a lot of people um, that I talk with apologize for having an emotion. Oh, sorry, sorry, I'm so sorry. Exactly. I'm sorry, I'm crying, I'm sorry, I'm... I'm um, sorry, I'm, I'm being I'm human. I'm laughing too much, I'm sorry, I'm... Yeah, it's like, yeah, I'm being human. Um, we, um, we're supposed to have that gamut of emotion, and it, it's hard, you can't be an intuitive person without emotion and um, recognizing what that is within you and being um, all okay with yourself. That's part of being in balance is being all right with who you are as an emotional being. Um, but the, the rituals, when you're doing ritual, it means other people are with you. You can do private ones, but people are with you. And so they're seeing who you are and you're seeing them and you're readily available to one another to celebrate passing or to mourn with um, and to carry and to carry forward. I think that's I, I, I think we should practice that more mm-hmm. in our culture here mm-hmm. um, because it is it, it's it's not like a, a wedding. A wedding starts a marriage and a funeral is just going to be one day and then that's it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Moving on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. my mom's funeral, I felt like I was the cruise director. You know, I had everything going, and you oh know, my. you know, okay. it's, that's how I dealt with it. Like, okay, here's the you know that's planning. That's how you preferred to deal with it. And then it was everything. after, yeah, that you let down. Yes, mm-hmm. yeah, a lot of people do. And that. then that's yeah, true. and usually people surround you in the beginning, and then they move on with their their life and see if you continued to do the rituals. And yeah, it would have been probably easier to do the healing than on my own yes yes that's very true i was gonna say another um aspect of uh grieving and mourning is just changing like um it is change yeah taking your child um to kindergarten oh it's like oh oh they're not a baby they're going to school (laughs) and then you know the change is the middle school the high school the college it's like and there yes. is mourning. There is mourning. Cause in, and then when, like, I have a few friends who are their child, like their my, children. My baby to, is off to school. They're yeah. off to college. <laughs> and like, it's, yeah, it's going to be sad. <laughs> cry. Yes, cry. <laughs> <laughs> they're growing up. They're leaving the nest. And, and joyful tears, too. Yeah. Both of them are there. The grieving, but the joy for seeing you, how proud you are. Yeah. Look what I did. I kept them alive. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's true. There's, um, um, we were talking about marriages, but also divorce seems to be, yeah, there's, there's much divorce going on at this time. Divorce and breakups in Mm -hmm. relationships. Yeah, that's, that can be, Mm -hmm. yeah. And so this period is a time to check in deeply. Um, I find it very interesting. I wanted to talk a little bit about something I, I haven't thought of in a long time, but the Eleusinian rituals, um, or the, rather the Eleusinian mysteries, which were a group of rituals done at about um, coming, you know, August, September time of year. So let's just say Maybon, because I'm sure in Greece they didn't call it or fall equinox. that, the fall equinox, um, or Albin Othem. Um, so that's interesting, because, but um, the Eleusinian mi- mysteries have to do with um, the Greek goddess Demeter 
and uh, Persephone. Yay, one of my and favorite stories. The stories, yes, right, that um, the, the god of the underworld, Hades, snatched Persephone away from her mother Demeter, who handled the crops and the seasons and the harvest. And um, he married her, and she, unbeknownst to her, if you eat the food of the underworld, you have to stay there. Ooh. And she did. She ate the pomegranate seeds of the underworld. And so Demeter couldn't get her daughter back, and it caused her to grieve deeply, is what the story says. And when she was grieving, we had autumn and winter. And she did find, though, or they found, <laughs> I guess they found a loophole. Persephone could come out to visit her mother. And whenever Persephone was visiting her mother was spring and summer. That's interesting. Yes. I see, I heard, first time I heard that story was in my um, goddess community. So it was told a little differently. A little differently? Yeah. So the, the Eleusinian mysteries um, were, in a, were set up in a temple in Eleusis. And it was the story... It's still, it's still a huge, talk about mysteries, it is still a huge mystery. They don't exactly know what happened. Those were secrets kept. Mm -hmm. And whoever joined, they could be heads of state, they could be slaves, they could be um, anyone who had gone through, and this is what I understand, there's, there's, there's so many complexities to this story and um, people don't agree on all of it, but you could go in and be part of the mysteries, the ceremony of the mysteries, mm -hmm. um, if you had gone through something in particular yourself in that year, and it was judged or weighed by those presiding over it. Something um, but the like feeling was that actually it was Demeter herself, or Demeter, some people say Demeter, um, but Demeter herself presided over and said who could come in and who wouldn't. And there were three parts to whatever, to the practices, whatever those practices were that dealt with the Persephone's descent mm -hmm. into the underworld, uh, the search for her, and then, um, I'm sorry, the descent and then the ascent at the end. And the most important part of it was the ascent. Yes. And there something happened something would happen to people and of course they're meditating and they're going through chanting and whatever else um there is a suggestion that there were um psychotropic drugs of some oh. kind being used maybe, maybe. I don't, they're not sure they're actually not sure they're not finding they don't haven't found all of that but they know um pluto 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 plutarch and um, a few other wisdom teachers who were part of, who were part of the um, mystery tradition, who got to go in, um, came out and said there was so much misery and darkness, and you could hear the lamentations and the mm. moaning, and so forth. And then f light, just pure light, mm. descending on everyone. And then the ascent part was this incredible uplifting to a realization that uh, we are unlimited and we live forever. And when there is death, there is life. And life and death are combined. 
and it's sacred and beautiful. So everyone would come out of these rituals, people who'd never seen or been part of them, would go, why are they so happy? What is going on? They came out changed, mm. is what was said about them. Oh, let's do um, that. Let's do one of those. We have to we make up our own. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we should totally do one. But, but yes, yes. Yeah. Um, I have been in those rituals. I'm, I'm assuming you have, too, where... You go in through the darkness or the yes. shadow, and then you have something transformative that happens. Oh, yeah. It depends on who you do your rituals with and what they do, but then you come out light, I've, I've enlightened. Oh, yeah. I've, we've had some intense, at peace, beautiful ones, yeah, yes. where I'm just crying throughout the whole thing and then just get home and it's like, woohoo! You adrenaline feel purged yes yes, <laughs> yes yeah it's and I, I mean any anyone can do their own version of it at home just it's time to purge yeah mm-hmm. let it go and step over and yeah step start over. healing you can work with the moon if you want you can light you can go from darkness to lighting candles um you can um sit and deal with your sadness or your grief um i i love releasing rituals yes like what didn't work for you this year you tried you failed it doesn't mean you can't try again you are not dead to life you are just letting go of what happened before and um then you come out ready to start again renewed yes and yeah. sometimes it's actually getting rid of something like oh, yes, like uh, yes. regina lark energy. who's here yeah like energy or like literally like you know what these these uh these outfits don't work for me anymore it's time to get rid right. of them time right. to yeah it's the death of them and it's time to re- mm. reborn somewhere else i like burning a little something yeah you know, in a little bowl or cauldron um, you, you maybe you've written an intention and you you met that intention. It could be yes. you met it and you're now done and you can let it go and transform it for the next phase that's coming up. So and then put it back in the feeling. earth. Yes. Yes. yes definitely. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah I th- Usually I feel by like a tree. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah. Or in a potted plant for growth, for yes. continued growth or to celebrate the success of something and let it have go back into fruition celebration yeah Yeah. um there you know again there's so many um gods and goddesses um that that speak to to death and transition um we have the triple gods the triple goddesses which means that they are the creators the sustainers and the transformers or creators, sustainers, and destroyers are what they're considered. People don't like hearing destroyer, they don't, but, but but it's the it's the releasing and letting go of. We break something breaks down. There are cycles to everything. Yes. So the end of the day is a releasing of that day. Um, when you throw your clothes off from work, <laughs> take, take your that makeup, bra off. Take, yeah, there, there you go. Uh, take, take your makeup off. That's yeah. the yeah. It's the destruction. It's the releasing. Yeah. Um, and um, you're you're kind of between worlds. Then. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> sometimes prettier than others. Sometimes not so much. We're laughing because that's the term used. 
um, when when you when you move to an altered state of being. <laughs> <laughs> Off comes the bra, Off going the, to the PJs. Going to the PJs, yeah. the, the t-shirt and shorts, yeah. whatever it is. You know. And that is a relief, right? Like, altered oh. state of being, yeah. a cocktail, <laughs> a glass of wine. Oh. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so so see we have we have our rituals now Look we do this. right <laughs> Absolutely. it's almost like mr rogers right mr rogers would do that he, he would yes yeah. taking off his sweater changing his shoes yes that's right oh my goodness and you know what i yeah that is yeah wow i am very ritualistic even as a kid because yeah I've always done that, you know, got home from school, took off Shoes the go off first. Yeah, That's yeah. mine. Yeah, <laughs> shoes, shoes off. go off first. <laughs> Before my coat in the winter, <laughs> shoes off, then coat. <laughs> yeah, isn't that touching the earth? You're like, oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Released, back. yes. Right. Yes, yeah. Um, but um, there are these beautiful gods and goddesses who are considered triple gods, triple goddesses. Um, Shiva. Shiva, who scares a lot of people, yeah. but but he but there are but there don't are powerful people. women do that? Don't mm. they scare people? She, um, she was um, considered a male, but oh, also really? but he has but he has both a masculine. He's beautiful. He is oh, gorgeous. Okay. So he's he blue, has, right? Um, all of the all of the Indian gods are blue, um, and they have and he's um, he's considered he's considered um a god of death but he's also considered a god of life he's also a god of devotion um he's someone i followed in raj yoga when i was practicing that in particular oh there um, it is yeah so god i of got yoga. to i got to i got to work with him a lot and i and before i knew anything of some of the fears that people had, but he always came through in our meditations and in um, our teachings as so nurturing and supportive. Um, so yes, I would say there is a masculine, all of them have, they all teach us, all the gods and goddesses teach us of having both a masculine and feminine side. We too have that. Thank goodness. Yeah. Um, and then there's, um, there's, Kernunos. Oh, see, um, uh, this is the picture I always... Oh. So I always... Yeah, I have my little iPad with me now. See, so to me, I wasn't sure is that... Very it? masculine. Yeah. Actually. Yeah, if you look at a lot of... Sorry. I will have oh, to... I will have to show you some This is very exciting. See, yeah, Arade and Krishna. And yeah, that's right. Some of them that look... Look very much... Yeah. It's well, that... It also, embodies I both. always thought the name Shiva, which he's also the Lord of the, he's, he's the Lord of silence. Oh. And his name, Shiva, was always, always brought me to peace. We talk about, talk about Paul and meditating. That was one of the things I would just, just in, just in saying that to myself, it would let my mind, it was like my mind would go, what? What are we paying attention on? to now? <laughs> yes, do we have groceries to do later? Yes, right. Do we? Have? Yes, very true. <laughs> um, but Kali, Kali, Kali is a triple. She she looks like a dark goddess. Mm -hmm. Well, she is, but she's also a creator goddess and a sustainer as well. Um, the goddess Sekhmet, Hecate, who yes. who seems quite 
she's she's, she's grandmother foreboding yeah. yeah she's the crone yeah and she stands Rise. at the crossroads yes and something i was noticing when i was looking at all of these again after all <laughs> after all this time was how they are considered the liberator gods and goddesses when you create something and you sustain it and then you let it go or transform it there you're there's freedom mukti or jivan mukti is what it is liberation and liberation in life um and what what i always got from hecate whenever i connected with her and i was just kind of um i i had studied and i respect the gods and goddesses very much i want to say but i was like oh, okay this is wonderful i had i had these easier goddesses i was working <laughs> with there were the ones that were just warm and friendly and i'm like no okay so i need to address hecate i got huge and dark and look, look kind of looking like you're doing looking me in the eyes going what are you here for and what are you and who are you and she wanted pure consciousness she wanted to she wanted me to know why i was standing in front of her and if i was going to speak with her have respect for her have respect for myself and have honesty pure unadult because i felt she was going through and feeling where i was and what i was thinking and wasn't letting me get away with anything and wasn't letting me shy away either i had to stand in my power with mm -hmm. her um you had to get your crap it together it's not an angry <laughs> no power. it's just a, an Powerful. intense intense divine power and I've always seen her like that. Um, and um, there's something about her that will say, come on, work with me, stand, stand up for yourself. So yes, the grandmother is in mm -hmm. that, the crone. Um, and when she's met at the crossroads, um, they've thought of her as the witch with the apple. Yeah. They've thought of her as death herself Self, or death yeah. himself mm. that her face changes that she sh has a shadow of a young woman and an ancient woman Ooh. both with her or young, like the moon yeah. yes yeah. very much like the moon but see and and i know that um she's considered like you said a dark goddess and i think it's and yet she helps with light purpose and always. i think it's the again like i said the dark people put Th that emphasis because the strong they can't handle mm -hmm. the why are you so strong you must be you know and what can't be seen yeah. also that that you have to have a trust and i don't mean a i don't mean a dark blind trust i mean a, you have to have a faith in the things that do exist that cannot be seen and in yourself and usually we can't see ourselves as well as we'd like yeah. to but there are parts to us that are, that's, you know, ergo our title, cruising <laughs> in the light and shadow. Yeah. But there are parts to us that we're navigating that are sometimes going to be in shadow and sometimes going to be in the light. Uh. <sighs> we could keep talking about this. Um, yes. So you had some quotes. Oh, I, I want, you know, yeah, um, we can, there, there are so many things to say. Um, oh, look, the book I just finished reading a few days ago. 
Which one? Oh, yes, I put that on top just for you. Yes. Things we, yeah, things we lose have a way of coming back to us in the end, if not always in the way we expect. J.K. Rowling's Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix. Absolutely. I love that one. I think that has been my favorite. Well, no. Yeah, I think that's been my favorite one so far. I'm on book six now. I love, I'd not known this. Martin Luther King Jr. said, no one really knows why they are alive until they know what they would die for. Yes. Yes. Ooh. Ooh. Mahatma Gandhi, each night when I go to sleep, I die. And the next morning when I wake up, I am reborn. Love is how you stay alive even after you are gone. Mitch Albom? Yes. Yes. His book is wonderful. Love is how you stay alive even after you are gone. Hmm. I'm going to read this one just because it's one of my favorite um, Shakespearean pieces (laughs) from from oh dear are we on a stage you're not supposed to say the m yes <laughs> Mc, n- no mcbee <laughs> Mc <laughs> D. um he said of his the character said of his wife she would have died hereafter there would have been a time for such a word tomorrow and tomorrow and tomorrow creeps in this petty pace from day to day to the last syllable of recorded time. And all our yesterdays have lighted fools the way to dusty death. Out, out, brief candle, life's but a walking shadow, a poor player that struts and frets his hour upon the stage and then is heard no more. It is a tale told by an idiot full of sound and fury, signifying nothing. Mm. He wrote so well. That's such a powerful piece mm-hmm. for me, um, especially reading it. I, I had the honor of um, hearing it read um, at a um, theater professor's funeral, and it just oh. took on it took on different yeah. meaning because in in this. Even though it says, you know, a poor player that struts and frets his hour up on the stage and then is heard no more, but he had his day in the sun, he had his light, or she has her light. Um, that, um, and the, you know, the idiot, when we talk about anything that says the fool or the idiot, think of the fool card in the tarot, which is a new beginning a new outlook, a new perspective. And um, the fool is becoming more and more conscious um, and that we go through cycles of being very conscious and cycles where there is maybe little consciousness and just trying to make it through the day. Um, This whole soliloquy to me speaks of both life and death. He's also stating life is futile in some ways, but would you have it any other way? What is, you know, what would you? Yeah. What would you do? (laughs) What would you do? (laughs) Not be here? Yeah. But we're here. Yes. Um, So we should, um, how about we pull a card for the season? 
Oh, for the season. All right. Yes. Yes. And there was so much more we could talk about, which we will, I'm sure, go back to <laughs> at some point. I am shuffling cards. Give me a moment. <laughs> it's very relaxing. <laughs> it's, it's quiet is what it is. Ah, there we go. Okay. And for the season, we have the chariot. Oh. That's perfect. And there we go. In front of the <laughs> chariot are the sphinxes showing us the light and the shadow. Um, there is... It, it's hard to tell. You said a man or a woman. Actually, this is very Shiva-like. Mm. Um, it's a being who's very focused. It's about the physical body to some degree, but going forward on your journey. And, and we, it's considered um, in the tarot that you're living your life between the shadow and the light and that you are continuing forward in your journey and you're learning from each of those aspects as you go forward. And when we go forward in our physical bodies and on our journey, um, it's considered to, it, the chariot makes sense because it's going wherever a chariot would go. You're going town to town, yes, but you're going circumstance to circumstance, one thought, blending with the next um you're leaving something behind it, this it so makes sense this <laughs> card and it's the seven it's also the seven of the major arcana so it's it's got a it's got a town behind it that the charioteer is leaving but he's looking forward always looking into the future it is about health to some extent and the flow of our of our health, the ups and downs of it, the changing tides of, of our life. Um, the seven means um, the spiritual journey also. So it's not only the physical body that, that is the chariot, but it's also your vision, what you're creating, um, what you've been through, what it's meant to you, what you've learned from it. It's karma mm. and... Um, it's death to new life also. I think that is a perfect card because I do feel like collectively the world is going through that. Um, even environmentally, we are going through that. Can you feel it? Yes. Yes. <laughs> Can you feel it, see it, sense it? Um, mm. Yeah. That's new directions. New, new directions. Birth. New birth. Yeah. While a death goes on. Ooh. Yeah. yeah. Um, that's one of the things, too, about the lotus flower that as it dies, um, the pod in the middle is the new life of it. It's the, and it's the phoenix rising from the ashes, too. So, speaking of moving forward, <laughs> what do you have going on, Miss Busy Busy? At this time coming up, I'm going to be at a psychic fair, also at Indigo Alliance, on September 29th. Mm. That's from 1 to 5 p.m. I'm very excited to be doing that. You can always find me at Alexandria 2 on Mondays for, for sessions. 
Um, and I do, it's, it's not only that I do intuitive mediumship consultations, but um, I do teach, even at, even at those places, I can spend some time looking at your meditation practice, looking at your, your um, yoga, not physical yoga, but the yoga of your experience in your life. Um, what's, what's lining up for you, what's balancing um, it's, it's, it's just going to be a fun time, especially on the 29th, because I've not done sessions there before, um, but to meet the new people that come there and um, genuinely get a chance to try some new things mm. as well. I may have to join you. Mm, that would be wonderful. Mm-hmm. Um, please look that up on Indigo Alliance's website. Um, but also mine, um, where you can find everything about me, scheduling, etc. And Inanna the Moon. Yes, <laughs> and the podcast, InanaMoon.com. I-N-A-N-N-A Moon.com. And I am um, super yes, excited. Ma'am. What are you doing? Yeah. We uh, saw the one of the final cuts of our movie, Bad CGI Sharks. So BadCGISharks.com. Um, so yeah, I'm excited that's coming out. So check that out. Check out that trailer as, as always, um, laughinghouseproductions.com. And one of our movies that we have out there is called first comes like, and the star of that movie will be joining us here soon. Robin DeLeon. And, um, exciting. Yeah. (laughs) So, um, we're going to have a lot of fun stuff to talk with her, but, um, yeah, I think, that's what I have going and I'm, and I'm, <laughs> I'm going to a radio remote this Sunday <laughs> just for fun. <laughs> what is that? Uh, I'm going to go see uh, Breakfast with the Beatles. Breakfast with the Beatles. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I'm throwing that in there, but what the heck? It's my cousin's birthday. <laughs> Happy birthday, Aminta. Yay. <laughs> you have to have fun. That's yeah. for sure. <laughs> um, I have two more quotes I'm going to read to close the show. Um, just just one of them that speaks to life. Well, both of them actually speak to fighting for life or being alive. Um, do not go gentle into that good night. Old age should burn and rave at close of day. Rage, rage against the dying of the light. Dylan Thomas. Mm. Absolutely. Every moment you can rage. <laughs> Definitely celebrate um and then this is a very sweet poem um from pablo neruda it's from it's an excerpt from the dead woman no forgive me if you no longer live if you beloved my love if you have died all the leaves will fall on my breast It will rain on my soul night and day. The snow will burn my heart. I shall walk with frost and fire and death and snow. My feet will want to walk to where you are sleeping, but I shall stay alive. Because above all things, you wanted me indomitable. And my love, because you know that I am not only a man, but... I am all mankind. Oof. And that's the 
that's the facing of it that when someone you love has passed, you will stay alive. You will carry on and you will carry them on. And there's their history, their stories, their culture. I love that. Yes, their Mm. stories. I'm having a deja essence, The essence of them. That's what they ask us very, very often. They don't demand it when they pass on. They don't. They can't. (laughs) Mm -hmm. But we we become the storyteller for them. Yeah. And I I would, as a child, I'd love that with my grandmas, my aunties, you know, the, the history, the ancestor stories. And that's, yeah, that's how you keep them alive. Oh, yes. The thing that made me feel good when my mother passed on was looking back at pictures of her in college and when she was a young woman and some things Mm. that she did. For some reason, it gave me such solace. And then I just realized, ah, it's because I could see she had a life. Of course, (laughs) she was my mother. (laughs) That was the most important thing to me. But that she had been others' friends and sister to her family and um, that she had fun, that she, you know, that I, I remember a lot of difficult times for her, but, but the beauty of her life. And I, I was finally, I finally realized this is what will carry me on in my mourning, in, yeah. my, in my time of dealing with the fact that she's not here physically. She most certainly was, and in the most vibrant, beautiful way. Mm. my daughter said to me the other day I can't it's really weird for me to think of you having a life before I was born <laughs> like you exactly. actually had fun exactly <laughs> like, yeah it's I like did <laughs> I went places I did things <laughs> whether you can remember them or not <laughs> yeah pictures say I did <laughs> yeah it seems like right there in that picture I was having fun <laughs> perfect uh, well thank you Thank you for all those beautiful words. Thank you. And thank you, everyone, for joining us in Cruising in the Light and Shadow. We want to thank Paul Preston, our engineer, David Shostak for our music. Ah, and Allison Warner for some things technical. God bless her. And put, put, wait, no, putting up with me. So God bless her. (laughs) Thank you. She's awesome. So thank you for joining us again in Cruising in the Light and Shadow. And I hope you had a great time dreaming of the fall, the Maybon. <laughs> and moving from death to new life as every moment <laughs> goes forward from here. I'm Inanna Moon. I'm Sheila Kichamari, reminding you that love is everywhere. Our lives touch everyone and everything. Please go forth in love. Om Shanti, which means I am a soul at peace. Mm.